You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. You are with us on yet another Saturday afternoon. I'm absolutely thrilled now to welcome to this show a American, but a Sydney-based singer-songwriter, Ainsley Farrell. How are you, Ainsley? Pretty good. Yeah. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for battling through the Zoom chat. My first Zoom meeting. First of many. I think um, by the time that we're allowed out of the house again, we're all going to be very, very good at this technology, I'm quite sure. I find my social skills outside of the internet are, um, are starting to fall apart though. <laughs> starting to laugh a little bit. We yeah. not be the only one. Now, Ainsley, we are catching up. It's April now. The last that we heard from you officially was your single Dark Spell in August of last year. It was an absolutely beautiful song with a equally beautiful music. Yeah, can't remember when I released it. But yeah, that was the last release. Um, yeah, it's been a little while since. But yeah, everything's sort of on pause at the moment. Now tell me, um, like, what have you been doing as a creative during this quarantine time to get through? What are you um, doing to keep your name out there? Or are you keeping your head low? Or are you writing some new music? What are you up to at the moment? I've actually, I've been working a lot. So um, I'm, I'm very lucky to still have um, both my jobs at the moment. Um, and one of them's at a pharmacy. So they're, they're having us work a lot of hours just to keep up with the demand at the moment. In the, the spare time that I do have, I've been just trying to play music. I got some, some drawing materials uh, like a month ago that I just haven't even touched yet. <laughs> but hopefully one, one of these days that I have off, I'll get into some, some more drawing. But yeah, I've been, been trying to write some new stuff, but yeah. Thank you so much as from myself and from the entire nation as an essential worker. It is very, very important. You know, you're doing absolutely super important work. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Now, Ainsley, so, you've been um, recording music for, I believe your the original album, Air and Sea, was in 2015. It's been a little while between albums. You've been releasing singles in that time. What are you planning on doing in the next sort of 18 months? Are you still sort of plotting towards some more singles going forward? Yeah, well, my I was going to start recording an album, a whole new album in, uh, well, it's supposed to take place in, in April, but yes, everything's sort of been yeah postponed. And so we'll see when we can all get together and record next. But yeah, so the, the next thing uh, coming up, we'll be recording recording an album, and then yeah, I'll, I'll release a couple singles from that. I guess it's been quite a quite a while between having a um, a longer length release for you. What mm, has yeah. changed in terms of your influence and your output within that five year period? Do you think that this is going to be quite a quite a departure from your previous release? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've. Well, I've grown a lot since 2015, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it'll be pretty, pretty different. I think my, the sounds that I'll be putting out will be very different to my first album. 
as well. But yeah, but I put out an EP at I think 2017. Yeah. Um, which I don't I don't think the sound I don't know I guess it's sort of a gradual change or evolution. Now you've you've always listed that you your biggest influences were sort of the uh, I guess the classics of big female vocalists Aretha, Etta James, Carol King, Big Mama Thornton, people like that. Have those influences shifted? Is there other styles of music that you've been listening to in recent years? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I like all sorts of styles of music, but yeah, I think just, you know, there are just a few like female artists that really stood out to me when I was pretty young and sort of just getting into singing or playing guitar like Aretha. But, um, but yeah, I, I really like sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess, uh, like one of my favorite bands, or they've been my favorite band for like the past few years is Current Joys. And I'm really into a band called Babe Hoven at the moment. But yeah, definitely like all sorts of styles of music. But yeah, I feel like those like strong female singers, I could, I don't know, really gave me this like boost of confidence. And I was like, I can, maybe I can do that too. Absolutely. And the the interesting thing is that I can hear vocal influences across all of those people, but by and large, I mean, I, I understand that this is an oversimplification, but go with me on it. The content of the lyric set for most of those guys was pop based. Whereas when I listen to your songs there, the lyrics have a lot more deep context. Mm, to them. Yeah. What's the inspiration behind the lyrics themselves when you're when you're writing? Because you're not necessarily writing kind of pop tunes with um, sort of shallow lyric sets, are you? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess a lot of some of my influences come from I don't know dreams that I, weird dreams that I have. I don't know the relationships, heartbreak. You know, the, the typical... <laughs> Where all the best um, influences come from. Yes, yep. The other part that I found inspiration in your music is is the music videos as well. And when, when you were first to mention dreams there, I imagine that dreams pay, play a big part when you're putting together those music videos. Do you, I take it that you have a fairly large involvement in, in the music videos and how they're produced. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tell um, me about that, how they come about and how they're crafted. A lot of them I've had either my partner or, or my brother help me to film them. So I guess I sort of just imagine an, an idea and how to do that on an extremely low budget. <laughs> and yeah, usually like they'll, they just take place sort of wherever I am at that time I guess yeah so I guess come up coming up with an idea but then trying to make it work within the environment that you're in I guess but so yeah is it like one of them yeah the last one for dark spell like we just did in my room but yeah so it was nice didn't have to go very far <laughs> and there's a lot of sort of costumery and the the facial adornments and things like that going on in a lot of them as well isn't there yeah say so now tell me how did you end up in sydney you're obviously not from sydney originally how did you end up choosing sydney as your um, place to live well i came here on a work holiday visa after i graduated college didn't think i would stay here for very long but then 
uh, met my partner, who I'm still with now, and some good friends, and started getting into music stuff over here, and found that yeah, wanted to stay longer, and yeah, eventually I'm a permanent resident now. So yeah, it's been I think it's been seven about seven years since I've been living here now, just crazy. But yeah, came and never left. It goes quickly, doesn't it? Now, two years ago in 2018, you went back to the States to visit South by Southwest and did a tour over there. What yeah. What was that like returning home? Does your music still, like, how does it translate now that you're sort of a, um, a transplant? It felt weird. I mean, my first show, my first real show that I've ever played in the U.S. was um, South by in 2018. So it was very weird. It was weird, <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, it's, I guess, having, I've only really been a part of like the Sydney music scene because I only really started getting into music like seriously when I moved over here. So yeah, it was strange to have that be sort of my first gig in the US, but it was cool. And the, the sort of folk pop singer-songwriter genre that you fit into is just rich with talent at the moment here of course we've got you know julia jacqueline angie mcmahon stella donnelly even maddie jane that i just spoke about a moment ago Mm -hmm. Uh, where do you think that you fit into that mix i mean i don't think you're the sort of you're not sort of the the fresh breakout artist anymore but you're not at the other end of the spectrum either where where do you fit in that mix um do you align yourself with those people or are you sort of outside of that or what do you think yeah i mean sort of I don't see myself as that different to them but I'm sure the people would I've yeah been been sort of clumped into that group before by other people so I'm sure but no don't don't see myself as you know that different like musically music style wise I guess I guess maybe I like group myself with them um like Julia and Stella and Angie because I I really like all of their music so I'm like yeah cool I'll group myself in with their music because I love their music but I guess everyone has a different opinion. Absolutely well I, I look forward to a few years time when some of you know I mean maybe I missed some but there's opportunities to collaborate between all of you I know that the the stars of yesteryear sort of all became seeker lover keeper they were all you know Sally Seltman and um, and, and Sarah Blasco they all sort of all started interacting and, and uh, collaborating together to create something else that was super special. So I really look forward to that. Is, yeah. was it last year that you got to go up and play Big Sound? Uh, yes, yeah. What yes. was, as someone who's had the opportunity to play um, South by Southwest and then sort of Australia's answer to Big Sound, how, how does the Australian version compare? I mean, obviously it's not quite as big, but you know, how would one compare the two experiences? It's hard because South, like South by for me, I just, it all sort of came together very last minute. And like, I, I put a band to a US band together very last minute of friends that just were very, very generous and decided to play with me for South by. But I went into South by kind of with no pressure or anything, just because it all happened so last minute. And I didn't think that I'd actually go. But yeah, I guess yeah, in Big Santa, I was a lot more organized. But I guess, the, yeah, super similar. Big Sound's just very, you know, yeah, it is a lot smaller. But yeah, it just felt so concentrated. So yeah, which was 
still fun. Well, Ainsley, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. When we do get let out of our house again, can you tell me where you, where you are most looking forward to playing again? Ooh, anywhere. Um. <laughs> do you have a favorite venue in Sydney you love to get out to, either to watch someone else or for you to play? Waywards, Golden Age, those are the, the usual spots. Golden Age is a beautiful venue. Ainsley, if I was at home wanting to listen to your music, your last single, where would I go? The usual places, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, yeah. That's Ainsley Farrell, A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-F-A-R-R-E-L-L. You'll be able to check her out on Twitter, Spotify. You're also on Trouble Day on Earth. Of course, go check it out. I'm going to play a song right now from you, Dark Spell. This one's called Dark Spell. It's about heartbreak, um, but I hope it makes anyone with a heartache feel better. Thank you, Ainsley. That's very, very kind.